Welcome to Jimmy Zen Reads, Philip Brent, Celtic Fairy Tales, The Soul Cages. On the east coast of County Clare lived a man called Jack Doherty. He was a fisherman, as his father and grandfather had been before him. He lived in a lonely house right on the coast where he could look out across the ocean and see before anyone else when a boat was being wrecked on the treacherous rocks beneath the waves and then Jack would set out in his little boat to aid the poor souls in trouble and to help himself to any bales of cotton or kegs of rum or such like that spilled from the wreck. Now Jack had one dear wish and that was to see a marrow, one of the sea people, for he had often heard about them but had never seen one save as a shadow beneath the waves. It was said that his grandfather had even had one as his friend. At last, one day, he spied in the distance something perched on a wreck in the sea. It was green and indistinct, but he could have sworn that it was holding a cocked hat in its hand. He stood for half an hour staring at it, but it never moved. Then, just as he began to think he was imagining things, it dived from the rock into the sea. After that, Jack kept a close eye on that rock. One rough day, when the sea was running mountains high, he saw the green marrow again. It was diving from the rock into the pounding waves, then climbing back up and diving in again. So Jack understood that if he wanted to see the marrow, he should keep a lookout on stormy days. On one such day, when the wind was blustering and howling, the storm came on so strongly and suddenly that Jack had to take refuge in a cave. And there, to his astonishment, he found the marrow. It had green hair, long green teeth, a red nose and pig's eyes. It had a fish's tail, legs with scales on them and short arms like fins. It had no clothes but held a cocked hat under its arm and looked very solemn and thoughtful. Jack made a bow. Your servant, sir, he said. Your servant, Jack Doherty, replied the marrow. How do you know my name, cried Jack in astonishment. You're the spitting image of your grandfather, said the marrow, and he was a great friend of mine. Many's the time he came with me to my house to drink a shell full of brandy, and you would be as welcome as he was. I can't see how that could be, said Jack. Meet me here on Monday, said the marrow, and I will show you. When Jack went back to the cave on Monday, the marrow was there again, and this time he was holding two cocked hats. I want you to put on this hat, said the marrow, and dive down to my house beneath the sea. How can I do that, asked Jack. I should be drowned for sure. Many's the time your grandfather put on that hat and swam down with me. Are you not the man your grandfather was? So they swam out to the rock and climbed up onto it, and then the marrow gave Jack the hat to put on. Follow me, the marrow cried, and he dived off the far side into the deep, dark sea. Jack was frightened, but he thought, if my grandfather did it, I can do it too. So he dived after the marrow. Down and down they went, with Jack holding on to the marrow fish tail. At last they came out under the water to a neat little house, roofed with oyster shells. Above it, the sea arched like the sky does over land, and in it fishes were swimming about like birds. Now, said the marrow, let's see what's for supper. They went inside. In the kitchen, 
Two young marrows were cooking a meal. Jack lifted off the lid of the pot, and it smelled wonderful. Then the marrow led him through to a cellar, which was stacked floor to ceilings with barrels and kegs of brandy and rum that had come from the same shipwrecks that provided Jack with his livelihood. Then they went back to the snug kitchen and dined like kings. At the end of the meal, Jack lifted his shell of brandy and toast. Here's to your health, he said, although I don't know your name. My name is Kumara, said Damero, and here's to your health too. May you live another fifty years, Kumara wished Jack. Make it five hundred, said Kumara. And so, toasting to one another, wishing each other health and long life, Kumara and Jack emptied shell after shell of brandy, and soon they fell to singing. Kumara taught Jack one of the Meru songs, and this is how the chorus goes. Rum-fum-boodle-boo, ripple-dipple-nitty-dob, dum-doo-doodle-coo, raffle-taffle-chitter-bob. But if you want to know what that means, you'll have to dive down beneath the sea and ask the marrows, for no one on earth knows. At last Kumara said, Now I will show you my collection of curiosities. He led Jack into a large room full of odds and ends. The most striking thing about the room was that one wall was filled with what looked like lobster pots. What are those? asked Jack. Oh, those are the soul cages, said Kumara. The what? The soul cages, you know, for keeping souls in. Souls? To fish of souls, then, asked Jack. Not fish, sailors. When a storm is brewing, I set my cages beneath the sea, and when the souls leave the bodies of the drowning sailors, they take refuge in my pots, and then I take them home. And then it was time to go. Kumara made Jack put the hat on backwards and dive up through the sea. He shot up like a bubble and soon he was back on shore. Then he threw the hat back into the sea, where it sunk like a stone. Now Jack was light-hearted, easy-going kind of man, not given to worrying, but he could not get the thought of the poor souls in the soul cages out of his head. At last he hit on a plan. Next time they met in the cave, Jack asked Kamara to come and dine with him. Then he said, I know you have drunk the finest brandy and the rarest rum, but I'll wager you've never had a drop of the real mountain dew. What's that? asked Kamara. Why, it's putchine, said Jack. You make it from potatoes, and it's the finest drink of all. So Kamara had a glass of putchine, and then another, and then another. Soon he was singing Rum Fum Boodle Boo, and soon after that he collapsed on the floor fast asleep, for Putchin is stronger than any other drink, and Kamara had no head for it. As soon as Kamara was snoring, Jack seized the cocked hat and went down to the sea. He dived off the rock and soon arrived at Kamara's house. There he went into the storeroom and opened all of the soul cages. He could not see anything, for no man can see the soul any more than he can see the wind. But he thought he heard a sort of whistle or chirp as he opened each cage. When the last soul was opened, Jack put the hat on backwards and set off for home. There he found Kumara just waking up and complaining of a terrible headache. Oh, that's nothing, said Jack. Another glass of putching will cure it. But Kumara said he'd quite enough, thank you. And with that, he put on his cocked hat 
and went back to his home beneath the sea, and the marrow never knew who freed the souls from his soul cages, and nor did he ever touch a drop of putcheen again so long as he lived. The End <laughs>